Thank you, James. I really enjoy speaking in summer chapel. It's not the fact that um, you're not intimidated by all of the fellow professors and the students that are there. Uh, I usually, I don't have people introduce me that I teach preaching because that raises the bar too high. But as one who has uh, spent time in pastoring for many years, it's really a great opportunity that I have to share. Particularly, I enjoy the summer chapel because predominantly the chapel is made up of our Tyndale staff. You are our school's unsung heroes. My wife worked in administrative support for many years in an insurance company. And I think as we know, uh, oftentimes um, much of what you do is behind the scenes, uh, often not very noticed. Uh, maybe you also feel uh, not appreciated in some ways as well. And uh, as for one, I'm, I really uh, appreciate you. Uh, sometimes we hear that old phrase, uh, happy wife, happy life. Well, may I just say that happy staff, happy school, right? <laughs> I mean, there are some ways that if you are thriving and many of us are thriving in what we do, uh, somehow the Lord uses us in a special way. But I think there's many times where you may not feel very significant, you may feel very ordinary, and uh, I just want to again, affirm, especially with the t title that we have today, that God uses us. God uses each of us with the gifts that have been given to us. As we dedicate those back to God, we are filled with the Spirit and we are used in tremendous ways. Uh, I'm sure that you've had times in which there has been faculty or students or fellow staff that have come up to you and said, what you said or how you prayed or what you shared in an email just made my day. It was used by God to lift me up. Recently, I met here at Tyndale with one of my former students who is a pastor now in Korea. He introduced me to his family. Uh, he was single back then. And uh, one of the things he recounted was, I remember the day back on the old campus when you saw me in the library. You came over and asked how I was doing, and you prayed with me for my studies, uh, for what I was doing in ministry. And often we don't hear back uh, about the times, the way that God uses us, but in many ways uh, we're thankful for that. The Apostle Paul was criticized uh, for being ordinary. Other teachers would say that he didn't measure up, that how could he be an apostle? How can he be a messenger for God? Uh, particularly those uh, false prophets in the city, in the church of Corinth, uh, came and questioned his authority. They questioned uh, how could he change his travel plans? Uh, was he pocketing the offering de destined for the poor Christians in Jerusalem? And so he answers these questions, these concerns, uh, to show that he's God's messenger, God's sent one, God's apostle. Has anyone uh, felt any criticism? 
even though you've tried your best? I'm sure we've all felt that. But the Apostle Paul responds in what we have in 2 Corinthians to defend the gospel, to defend himself, but not for himself alone, but that's to defend the gospel and Jesus, whom he proclaimed. And so I think as we look into this book, particularly in this section we have just read, we understand that uh, the Apostle Paul is sharing a bit. And sometimes we think of the Apostle Paul as a superstar, but I think in many ways he had questions, he had concerns, he had, he had a past, he had a present, but by God's grace, he had a future. And in 2 Corinthians, he shares a lot about his own autobiography, about some of the issues that he faced. And we want to see uh, first in relationship to just being ordinary, that from this passage, we are ordinary containers. He talks about these messengers to the Corinthians. He says that we have this treasure in jars of clay. These were earthen vessels, they were storage jars. They were those that were very common in those days. They weren't the uh, fired up ones that you see in museums, but they were ordinary uh, vessels or they were like a lamp of clay that would hold oil. They would actually carry carry garbage. And so in many ways they were uh, very common. As we think about those common vessels, We can think of, let's say, a flower pot that may hold something very ordinary. Uh, My wife painted this one, so this is special, and I make sure I don't break it. So, um, you know, this is uh, something that's very ordinary. As we think about uh, another ordinary object, I thought this was helpful, like a rice bowl. (laughs) For many of us who connect, it's something common that we use in the home, or if you go to a restaurant, an Asian restaurant, this is very common. This one's just, you know, just made of plastic. And so extremely common, uh, not fragile at all uh, for everyday use. And what he's, uh, Apostle Paul is bringing out is, you know, we are these ordinary containers. We are not that special. Um, sometimes we feel like uh, we are invincible. We are indestructible. Um, I see these uh, men and women working out in the gym. <laughs> you know, they are really uh, buff and, and they are building uh, their muscles up. But we know that, um, that in many ways we are very frail. The Apostle Paul brings that out in this passage where he, he talks about um, the things that he faced. He mentions about um, always carrying around his body, the death of Christ so that the life of Christ might be revealed. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. And so he talks about himself as these type of ordinary containers, that which can carry very uh, ordinary objects. He later brings out in chapter 11, of his many experiences. And I'm sure you can account for your experiences as being a Christian, imprisoned for faith, flogged, exposed to death again and again, beaten, stoned, shipwrecked, danger from bandits, own countrymen, false brothers, sleepless nights, hunger, thirst, cold, naked. And I like this 
Besides everything else, I faced daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. Not only was there physical toil, there was emotional toil as well. And I'm sure that many of us face that. I was just talking to someone earlier about concern for ill parents and in-laws. We're at that stage of that sandwich generation having older parents that are going through many physical challenges, children and grandchildren that are, have uh, some of their own uh, issues and challenges as well. I think many of us have poured out our hearts for those in our community, in our churches, that go through so many different things. And I think that's what we give is that emotional uh, and what somebody calls as easy to have compassion fatigue as we give and care uh, for others. And so as we think about just these, these ordinary jars, um, we speak of a frailty. I, mean, I used to play on what they call the uh, floor hockey team, which was made up of faculty and staff. And we actually won at least one year in beating the students. You know, those were the old days, never again. Uh, but many of the, the st staff and the faculty do play on these uh, floor hockey teams. But uh, some things in the past that I used to do, but I certainly cannot do anymore. And I think as we think of ourselves, what the scripture says, outwardly we're fading away, getting older, feeling our own weakness, but inwardly being renewed day by day. And I think that's a great dimension. We all understand we're getting older, we don't have the same capacities, losing strength, uh, don't have the same concentration, the same productivity in some ways, but inwardly, have we found that? When our own strength fails, we can see the Holy Spirit and God's strength uh, kick in. And so we understand according to this passage and our own experience, we are uh, getting frail. Just on Saturday, I had the funeral of uh, a couple. Uh, the wife uh, was one of the couple that I did the wedding ceremony 27 years ago, uh, going through brain cancer, a journey of faith, but leaving behind husband and uh, two children. Yeah, those are the, the tough times. And uh, these are from my former congregation. And uh, recently, just a couple of more funerals of parents uh, are on the horizon. But again, just showing our, our frailties, whether in our own families, whether our own community, <clears throat> on Young Street or down on the Danforth, we understand so much of the frailties of life. I like the statement if somebody says, you're immortal till God calls you home. That doesn't mean that we're taking a lot of risks intentionally, but I like that. You know, it gives us that aspect of security and purpose. We're immortal until God calls us home. The scripture also points out here that we hold a powerful message. Of course, within us is Christ, but the focus of this passage is really that gospel message, that message which the scripture says is the power of God and the salvation to all who believe. It's this wonderful message of Easter and, um, and resurrection, a powerful message that God uh, gives us. 
but it is entrusted to us. The message that we live out in and say in word and also in deed. And so the scripture mentions about having this type of testimony of Christ in our life. And I, I like where some people encourages us, have God's stories. Recount what God is doing in our lives and share that uh, with others. <clears throat> and so whatever message that we have in these containers, and so as we know, these containers can hold something very expensive or something very plain. But within each of us, God has entrusted us that message, the message of reconciliation, a message of deliverance, a message of hope and help. And share that good news of what God is doing. Uh, this is us up in uh, Thunder Bay. Uh, Natalie on the, uh, the, our left here uh, used to be a uh, Tyndale Seminary uh, admissions counselor, and now she's working with um, Josh up in the, uh, my son up in Thunder Bay. But in November, we went to China where uh, we adopted, uh, they, they adopted uh, Silas and um, a special needs child had a heart valve replacement when he's younger. And uh, actually, just shortly, he's going to be having dental surgery down at Sick Kids Hospital. So we can uh, remember that. But there's uh, somebody hiding with uh, Natalie. And uh, this is Olive. She was just born on July 8th and went through a few challenges, but uh, is, is with the family now. That's her. <laughs> but these are, again, testimonies of God's grace and, and provision and an opportunity to share uh, wonderful good news uh, with others. I'm sure that as we have moved here to, uh, to this location, each of us has served as a tour guide, right? We have had people that have looked lost and we have directed them to another side of the building. And often we've had to take them there directly. I know somebody was wandering up in our wing at the F wing and then they were looking for something on the A side. And there's no easy way to get there because you have to come down to this level and then you know, take an elevator up on the other side. But I'm, this is the way that that we can share this good news. What God is doing in our lives with particularly guests, with visitors, and having an opportunity, as we understand, to serve God in this community. And so that's what the scripture talks about, that we are designed for service. We have gifts and abilities, but for, as Christians, they are for the purpose of service. The things that count are those eternal things, not the temp temporal or temporary. And what are those? <laughs> the word of God is eternal and also people. And so building into others' lives. To not only ask how you're doing, but ask how you're really doing. And maybe how can I pray for you is another opportunity that we can serve one another in this community, serve the guests that come. And so whether it's a, a phone that could be used supposedly at our service, but often we become a slave of it, uh, but there's an opportunity that God can use us. God can use each of us in service. It's, the Apostle Paul speaks of being a slave of others for Jesus' sake, that servant, the doulos, servant of the Lord. 
And so let's take a look for our purpose, where God has placed us. God has placed you here with a particular opportunity to serve. And I want to encourage you uh, as our main message, God uses ordinary believers like us in ministry. We can have a powerful impact on others by a word, by a smile, by a prayer. You're not insignificant. God has chosen you and uses you. And just some encouragement in terms of application. Um, See your value in Christ. If we compare with each other, uh, it's difficult. But if we see who we are in Christ, um, that really gives us that proper attitude and perspective. Take care of your container. (laughs) You know, when we're tired and run down, it's easy to not serve. It's easy to see people as a bother than as an opportunity. And many of you, you don't have fixed schedules in terms of the day is laid out for you, but it's often what comes across your desk or what email you receive or what needs that are expressed. Who comes to your desk? And may you consider those as divine guests, divine appointments. But take care of your container. Do well in exercise and eating so that, um, and sleep so that you can be that uh, container of the Holy Spirit, uh, temple of the Holy Spirit to be used of God. And prepare each day to serve. Some often, it's easy to go try to fight all the traffic and to rush through to get here, but I would say what somebody said, you know, stop before you arrive at the place of employment, your church or place of service, Ask God to cleanse you, to fill you, to use you, to be in God's timing, and to be ready for those divine interruptions. It's very important to prepare each day with our devotions, with our prayers, with our attitudes to serve. And then give thanks for the way that God uses you. Um, These are only highlights that God uses us in so many different ways. Often you don't hear about it, it's, it's often unknown, but the Lord rewards those who are faithful uh, to him. And so remember that container, remember who we are, but remember that the message that we share, the impact that we can have as one of the body of Christ, one who is filled by the Spirit, an instrument of God, where the Apostle Paul says, you are ambassadors for Christ. You can encourage another to be reconciled to God. And so, let's be encouraged about our own opportunities. God uses you. And I hope you share that with somebody today, how God has used you in the ministry at Tyndale uh, to serve another person. Give thanks for that. And continue to give yourself over to the service of the Lord. Shall we all uh, rise? We want a, a closing prayer and benediction. Our Father, we thank you that we frail creatures can be used of you, filled of your spirit, used by you in so many special ways to have an impact in others. We can deliver a message 
to see people believe in Christ. We can serve them so that they are moved one step closer to knowing Christ and growing in Christ. And we thank you for this wonderful community that we have at Tyndale. I thank you for leading me here and using me in a special way to share with others. And you have taught me so many things as well. Oh Lord, I pray for my dear brothers and sisters that you will encourage them as they serve you. May you give them wonderful rewards for serving you and representing you among one another to the community and wherever they live out their faith in Christ. And now, may our gracious God equip you with everything good for doing his will. To him be the glory, both now and forever. Amen.